Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. What interferes with your happiness? What are some things standing in the way of being the best version of you? For a lot of people, life, your past, and sometimes your current situation can cause roadblocks in your life. Mental health is incredibly important, and so many, including myself, can benefit from talking to a professional and working to dismantle those roadblocks. That's why I'm excited to talk to you guys about BetterHelp. BetterHelp knows no two people are the same and will help to assess your personal needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. These incredibly convenient appointments are in a safe and completely private online environment, and you can start chatting with your new therapist in under 24 hours. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling. You can message with your counselor at any time and get a timely response, plus schedule weekly video or phone sessions, which means no driving to an office, no waiting rooms, and no awkward small talk. Just meaningful sessions with experts who specialize in things like depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, trauma, family conflict, LGBTQ matters, grief, and so much more. There is truly someone there for everyone. And BetterHelp is committed to finding your perfect match. Which means if you and your counselor don't mesh for whatever reason, they make it easy and free to seek someone new if needed. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling. And with financial aid available and access worldwide, they truly make it easy for anyone to seek the help they need. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash morning cup. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a... Weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird morning. Cop of murder. You never know what will make a person snap. What is the final straw that turns a mild-mannered loner into an unhinged bully? On June 28, 2018, a man on the verge, one who many knew was dangerous, 
walked into a building of 11 people and walked out with five lying dead behind him. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. On June 28, 2018, a man named Jared Ramos pulled into the parking lot of the Capitol Gazette in Annapolis, Maryland, in a car that he rented a few days prior. He parked the vehicle, got a duffel bag out, and left it at the back door as he set off a smoke grenade before blocking off the back door and rendering it useless. Using a flashlight and a laser light fixed to the top of his shotgun, Jared made his way to the front door of the newsroom, shot at the glass door, and stepped inside. He began shooting at the Gazette employees, hitting five within seconds as a handful of others tried to escape or hid under the desks. And when he encountered a woman named Rebecca Smith, she started to shout, no, 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 as she tried to climb over her desk. She was shot behind and killed. He continued moving throughout the newsroom when a woman named Wendy Winters charged at him with a trash can and a recycling bin. She was unsuccessful in stopping him, her life being taken in the process, but did pause him long enough to allow survivors to hide, and he dropped some of his equipment. He then called 911 and told the operator that there was a shooting at 888 Bestgate Road, saying, this is your shooter, the shooting is over, I surrender. But because the Capital Gazette's phone lines routed through the Baltimore Sun's office, The call came into a 911 operator in Baltimore who knew no such address. So, of course, this delayed first responders. After making the call, Jared hid as local police officers and sheriff's deputies started to arrive and help staffers escape from the building, telling them repeatedly to avoid the bodies of their co-workers. 19 minutes after the shooting began and after six minutes of hiding, police found Jared Ramos lying face first on the ground under a desk. When they asked him to identify himself, he responded, you don't know my name, and told them to ask staffers Rick Hutzel and former publisher turned vice president of business development at the Baltimore Sun Media, Tim Thomas. Even saying, as far as I know, Rick Hutzel is still alive. Tucked into the grip of his shotgun, one he legally purchased, was a small piece of paper with a quote written by Terry Nichols, the co-author of a book about active shooters. It read, There are very few problems in the world that cannot be solved by clear and concise communication. The remaining problems can be solved with the proper placement and application of high explosives. In total, Jared shot and killed five of the 11 employees at the Capitol Gazette that day. They were Gerald Fishman, a 61-year-old columnist and editorial page editor, Rob Hyacin, 59, an assistant editor and weekend columnist, John McNamara, 56, a sports reporter for the Capitol and a primary reporter and editor at the Bowie Blade News, Rebecca Smith, a 34-year-old sales assistant who had just started at the Gazette, and 65-year-old Wendy Winters, a beat reporter and special publication editor who bravely tried to stop the shooter and saved many lives. Several others were injured. One of the survivors, a man named Phil Davis, who was the courts and crime reporter of the Gazette, tweeted in the middle of the attack saying, shot through the glass door to the office and opened fire on multiple employees, and describing the scene as a war zone and providing valuable information like the fact that this was a lone gunman. 38-year-old Jared Warren Ramos, born December 21, 1979. 
In the aftermath of the attack, the employees of the Capital Gazette insisted on putting out the next edition of the newspaper, just hours after the shooting. In fact, many of them started to cover the case while the shooting was still happening. The only difference in this edition was a blank page where the opinions piece usually stood, with a small note to honor those who had perished in the attack. So, why did he do it? Why did Jared Ramos enter a building and attempt to take the lives of everyone inside? To understand that, we have to go back to 2011 when the Gazette put out an article about Jared being put on probation for harassing an acquaintance from high school through social media. Angry, Jared sued them for defamation, but the case was dismissed due to the fact that all of the information published was public record. So, Jared started to harass and threaten the newspaper offices instead. In 2013, former editor and publisher Thomas Marquat contacted local police about Jared's threats, but the department decided it was nothing to worry about and did not pursue the report. So, Thomas consulted with the paper's attorneys about a restraining order, even saying, this is a guy who's going to come in and shoot us. According to a profiler who studied Jared, he was a injustice collector who was, quote, someone who goes through life collecting injustices, real or imagined. According to a court filing, Jared claimed that he had seen five mental health professionals and been to at least 75 different visits before planning the shooting. On the day of the shooting, he sent out letters to three different people who had been involved in his defamation suit, one of which was the Capitol's former attorney who received a packet that included a letter addressed to the judge in the case. It read in part, Welcome, Mr. Moylan, to your unexpected legacy. You should have died. Friends forever, Jared W. Ramos. And place blame on him for the deaths of every employee at the Capitol Gazette. This, combined with computer files found that had photos of staffers, articles listing their names, and labels indicating who high-value targets were, more than proved that the shooting was premeditated. In July of 2018, Jared Ramos was indicted on 23 counts by the Anne Arundel County prosecutors and charged with five counts of first-degree murder, one count of attempted first-degree murder, six counts of first-degree assault, and 11 counts of using a firearm in the commission of a felony or a violent crime. He was held without bail and deemed a danger to the community. On August 20th, 2018, he pled not guilty and a trial date was set for January 15th, 2019, though this was later pushed back in what was the first of many delays. The delays continued, Jared was found legally sane, and all the while he held on to his plea of not guilty. Then finally, in October 2019, that plea was changed and he agreed that he was guilty to all 23 counts, though still maintained that he was not criminally responsible. So a trial was set for March 4th, 2020 to determine if this was true. But unsurprisingly, COVID-19 has pushed this date back a number of times. In March and April of 2019, the Maryland General Assembly voted unanimously to designate June 28th as Freedom of the Press Day to honor the victims, and in December of 2018, the staff of the Capital Gazette Communications was a recipient of the Times Person of the Year. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on June 29th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.